0: These are abstracts from the talk. The importance of consulting others. This is an English translation of his talk in Urdu. Uh, Allah Ta'ala says in the Holy Quran, So pardon them and seek forgiveness for them. Consult them in the matter and once you have taken a decision, place your trust in Allah. Surely Allah loves those who place their trust in Him. Surah 3 verse 159 In every person's life, there are occasions when he feels indecisive about whether or not to do something. Sometimes there are several different options and a person is unsure which option is the correct one or the best one. The Holy Prophet has advised us to do two things at such moments. The first is istikhara, seeking Allah's guidance in making the right decision. And the second one is consulting other people. Consulting other people is a very important aspect of deen. While describing the characteristic of Muslims in the Noble Qur'an, Allah Ta'ala says, and whose affairs are settled with mutual consultation between them. Surah 42, verse 38. In the verse that was recited at the beginning, Allah Ta'ala has commanded the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam consult them in the matter. Uh, Surah Al-Imran, verse 159. When a person of the stature of the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is being commanded by Allah Ta'ala to consult his companions, the Sahaba, then it's much more important for people like us to do so. However, there are a few principles about consulting others that we need to understand first. The first principle is that we should only take an expert opinion from a person who has a full understanding of the matter we want their opinion on. When we consult such a person, then Allah Ta'ala will inshallah grant us Barakat or blessing in that matter. On the other hand, if we consult a person who has no knowledge or understanding of the matter under discussion, then what suggestion would they be able to give? And even if they do give an opinion, what would be the value of that opinion? So before we go in to seek someone's opinion, we must fully investigate first whether they are capable of giving an expert opinion on that matter. if they are capable then consult them if they are not then don't sometimes people ask me if the, if i have been afflicted by that i have been afflicted by such and such illness what treatment should i take or which doctor should i go to what do i know about illnesses and their treatments go to some doctor what advice can a person give when he knows nothing about a subject always go for advice to someone who is an expert in that field. Allah Ta'ala has given a different ability to everyone. Take advice from people about their area of expertise. For example, if you want to learn about deen, try to find a person who is an authentic alim, an authentic scholar. Sometimes even in matters of deen, people start consulting people who are not properly trained religious scholars. It sometimes results in wrong advice being given, which results in both the person asking the question and giving the answer being misled. Therefore, when you want to get some advice, try to find the correct person for seeking that advice. The second thing to know about regarding consulting others is what type of matters should we consult them about. We are not allowed to consult others about matters which have been first, made first, compulsory, wajib, necessary, or haram, that is unlawful, by Sharia. This is because we are bound to do what Sharia has declared first or wajib, and we are required to abstain from matters that Sharia has declared haram. For example, it would be completely senseless if a person starts consulting other people, whether he should pray namaz or not, or whether he should drink alcohol or not. What Allah Ta'ala has declared mandatory, no one else can allow us not to do it. And what Allah Ta'ala has declared unlawful, no one else can declare permissible. The third important point is that there are some duties of a person who is being consulted. In a hadith, the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, the person whose advice has been sought has been entrusted, meaning he has been given amanat. It means that taking advice from someone is the same as if they have been entrusted with something. It is clear that if a person has been entrusted with something, it is their duty that they keep it secure and do not breach the other person's trust. That is why if a person is being consulted about something and he knows nothing about that area, he should clearly say, that I do not, I know nothing about this matter. And therefore, I am unable to give you any advice. These days, it has become common that if a big person seeks someone's advice, they feel bound to say something even when they do not know anything about it. The correct reply would be to say that giving advice is a matter of trust and I do not have the ability to give you correct advice about this matter. So please go to someone who knows more about it. If you have the ability to give advice about a certain matter, then give advice with complete sincerity and honesty and say what you think would be in the best interest of the person seeking advice. When giving advice, we should not try to say what we think the other person wants to hear because we do not want to hurt their feelings or or they would get angry or upset with us if we tell them the truth. If someone has asked us for advice, we owe it to de- them to give them our best, honest, considered opinion, which we genuinely believe to be true and believe that would lead them to the best outcome for them. Otherwise, we may please them in the short term, but may cause them significant harm in the long run. Or, for example, someone asks advice about getting married. At that time, we should tell them whatever we know to be true, regardless of whether we think the truth will make the other person happy or not. It is one of those rare circumstances circumstances in which Sharia has allowed a and it is not a sin. In fact, because the other person is seeking advice, it is incumbent upon us to tell them the truth exactly as we know it. We should not remain quiet because of the worry that it may displease the other party we are telling the truth about. Rather, what we should do is to tell the person who has sought our advice the whole truth as we know it. But also say to him that please, do not tell the other person what I have told you as they may feel upset. The wording of the Hadith, the person whose advice has been sought, has been entrusted, implies that it is a part of being entrusted that the person who is being consulted should give their best and honest advice. There is another meaning of the Hadith, the person whose advice has been taught has been entrusted, which is that the person who has come to seek to us, come to us to seek our advice, has made us his confidant. He has shared his personal secrets with us, has told us their personal difficulties. He has placed his trust in us. Now we must not share his personal secret with everyone else and start telling everyone what he told us in private. When somebody has entrusted us with this sensitive information and made us his confidant, then his personal information is an amanat for us. It is our duty to keep his secret private. Sharing that secret with others would be a breach of his trust and humiliating a Muslim publicly, both of which are great sins. For example, a person came to us to get some advice about his illness. We must keep this personal information confidential, and not share it with anyone else without his permission, because what we shared, what he shared with us in private, is his amanat with us. If we breach that trust, we do meaning we do khyanat, It would be a great sin. These days, we have become completely neglectful of these important considerations relating to giving other people advice. Someone comes to us seeking advice under the belief that we have his best interests at heart and we start gossiping about his very sensitive personal information with everyone. This then leads to disharmony, discord and quarrels and make relationships go sore. By saying that the person whose advice has been sought, has been entrusted, the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam has closed down the doors to such behaviors. About the person who gives, knowingly gives wrong advice to someone because of some malice in his heart, or because for some reason he wants the other person to come to harm, the Holy Prophet Sallallahu has said that he committed khayanat, a breach of trust, Just like usurping somebody's property that he entrusted us with is breach of trust, that is khayanat. Giving someone wrong advice knowingly and deliberately is also breach of trust. It's also khayanat. One important thing about seeking advice from others, that while it is important to consider whether the proposed advisor has the ability to advise properly, Younger age should not be an inhibiting factor and it should not be a barrier to seeking advice from someone. It means that the person who needs advice should not think that if if he is older, how can he consult a person younger than him? Rather, he should consult a person if that person has the ability to advise properly, regardless of his age. Azad Muran Mufti Muhammad Shafi Rehmat Lala My esteemed father, may Allah bless him used to say that Hazrat Mm Thanvi advised him that as long as people who by convention are a higher stature than you for example being older in age are alive you should consult them then he further explained that he used the term higher stature by convention meaning because it's only Allah Ta'ala who truly knows who holds a higher stature sometimes a person is older but has a lower stature And sometimes a person is younger, but Allah Ta'ala grants him a higher stature. Hazrat Thanvi further said, When you don't have people around who are of a higher stature than you, then consult people who are of a similar stature as you. And when you don't have people around you who are of a similar stature as you, then seek advice from people who are of a lower stature than you. Also, it's important to note that Allah Ta'ala has commanded the Holy Prophet consult them in the matter. Now it's obvious to every Muslim that no human being can be of a higher stature than the Holy Prophet Still, Allah Ta'ala is commanding him to consult the Sahaba. This way, we are all being taught that no one should think of himself as being above consulting others. Even if he has to consult people younger than him, he should still seek advice from them. Allah Ta'ala has put blessing or barakat in consulting others. Therefore, when consulting others, we should not consider whether they are of a higher or lower stature than us.